The Audacity to Podcast is sponsored in part by GoToMeeting with HD Faces. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, Episode 82, New iTunes Specs for Podcasting and PowerPress 4.0. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Audacity to Podcast. This is a how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. You can follow me on Twitter if you want over at twitter.com slash the ramen noodle and find more about this podcast and more episodes of this podcast over at the audacity to podcast.com. And show notes for this episode will be at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 82. iTunes has, well, Apple as a whole has kind of ignored podcasting for a while. Even to the point where Steve Jobs once referred to podcasting as amateur hour. Now, the reason he said that and what he was actually referring to, that's in high debate. But basically, podcasts haven't been that big to iTunes for quite some time. They haven't done much to update how iTunes works with podcasts or update their specifications or anything like that. Well, a couple major things are happening this year. One of them has already happened. One is the release of the new iPad, which I talked about this in a couple previous episodes, where the new iPad's resolution is so high that back then I said they're probably going to change it and recommend a higher resolution podcast cover art. So go ahead and start making your higher resolution podcast cover art and start using it. Sure enough, they changed it. Then they changed it again. Really weird. But the other thing that will be coming out that may be coming out, there are lots of rumors about what the new iPhone might be, what new product Apple might be working on, maybe a TV itself. There's also Apple TV is getting more popular. A lot of things to think about and I'm glad that they're finally reapproaching their iTunes podcasting specifications and adapting it for the way that technology is headed, especially their own technology. And they've gotten so serious about this that if you're a podcaster and have your podcast on iTunes, you've probably received two emails from iTunes in the past couple months updating you on certain changes they were making to podcasts and the podcasting specifications. The first list of changes were not that exciting. It just sounded, it was mostly technical kind of stuff, but I went ahead and blogged about it over at theaudacitytopodcast.com, and I will have a link to this blog post in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 82. So I want to tell you about, uh, first review those original specification changes back in March, and also these newest changes that they've made that add some pretty cool features and some important things that you need to know about. And also tying right into this is PowerPress 4.0 has been released by the folks at Blueberry.com. And PowerPress 4.0 supports all of these new podcasting specs that iTunes now put out. So I highly recommend updating. There's only one feature I wouldn't recommend using yet. But still, there are some awesome things coming. So get ready to hear these things. And some of this will be kind of technical. Some of it won't be. 
And all of the show notes and links I mentioned, again, will be at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 82. But before I get into this, I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, GoToMeeting by Citrix. Because we live in a world where people are no longer all working at the same location. You have clients and colleagues all over the place. You might be working from home or traveling for business, but you still have to have meetings. And trying to arrange a meeting around everyone's location is impossible and totally inconvenient. So that's why there's a great solution for you, and it's called GoToMeeting, and it now has HD faces. You and your team of clients or colleagues or whoever can meet online face-to-face no matter where you are. You can start a meeting on the fly or schedule it in advance, have repeating meetings, whatever you want. It is wonderful. People can even join from their iPads and have HD faces on their iPads. It's really cool. GoToMeeting is by Citrix and allows you to collaborate on these things so you can have people call in from their iPads, their computers, their telephones, whatever, and share an online meeting with them, even having face-to-face conversations. And now that it's in high definition, you can see all kinds of details. Like if I was hosting an online meeting right now, you get to see that I have a butterfly bandage on my face from when I rammed a screwdriver into my face. Hey, it's not as bad as it sounds, really. Don't knock it till you've tried it though I don't recommend trying it. But if you were on a go-to meeting with HD Faces with me, you'd get to see this and then you could actually build some kind of relationship or a better understanding of me. Like you'd probably ask, how did they get that? What happened? You can have casual, friendly conversations and some things that connect you, build trust, and also help you to better communicate with people because reading body language and so much more helps a lot with HD Faces. So I love GoToMeeting because it's really easy, it's quick, it's simple for me and for my clients and colleagues too. So you should see how easy it is for GoToMeeting with HD Faces. My listeners can try it free for 30 days. Don't wait for this special offer. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button and use the promo code PODCAST. Be sure to use the promo code PODCAST. And thank you, Citrix, for your support. So let's talk about first the new iTunes podcasting spec. These first three items are slightly technical, but you've probably been wondering, what in the world do these things mean? Does it even matter to you? These were things that were emailed from iTunes a while back that they sent this, and they've done this twice, like I said, they have emailed people twice about these changes. So they're, they're really getting active with this. But they sent this email out. I received it on March 26th. And it contained several updates to the podcasting spec. The first one is, they say, metadata pin service upgraded. Now, that sounds completely complicated. It slightly is. But remember when I did the podcast episode about iTunes dropping the ping podcast feature. And I read that quotation to you from one of their emails directly to me that said, ping feature has been subsumed subsumed by advanced in the self-calibrating RSS reader. Do you remember that? That was back in episode 32. So you can go to the audacitypodcast.com slash 32 to hear more about that. Well, now we know a little bit more about what this is. This new metadata ping service 
basically means that it adapts to how frequently you publish episodes. So if you publish episodes about weekly, then it knows to update your feed about weekly. And if you haven't updated uh, or released a new episode within a week, it, it adapts to that and knows that you should be releasing an episode around this time. So it keeps looking for it until you release it. Then it knows you've released it doesn't have to work as hard or try and update as immediately as before. So it learns from you. And I blogged some more description and details about this, and I'll have that link in the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 82. They also added EPUB support. Now, EPUB is the iOS format of eBooks. Previously, podcasting has been just video, audio, or PDFs. Not many people do the PDF method, but if you are writing an ebook and you want to be able to distribute that ebook on a timed release in a format that works on ebook readers, well, this is a new way you can do it. You don't just have to do PDF. The new iTunes spec supports the EPUB format. So you could release a chapter at a time, written stuff, we're talking about just written, and it would be supported and even imported into the iBooks app on an iPad or a similar device. So not every device supports EPUB, but it is a pretty popular format. So this is pretty cool. But this is, again, this is iTunes supports this. Other services or directories may or may not support this. And then the third technical thing is that they say there's a new server configuration requirement talking about byte range requests. Essentially, you already have this. Most likely, you have this. If, especially if you're using Libsyn or Blueberry to host your media files, you don't have to worry about this at all. If you're using anyone else to host your media files for your podcast, then you do need to worry about this. You should check with your host and ask them, do you support byte range requests? Essentially, a way that you can see that a host supports this is when you have an embedded media player on a page and you click play, it starts playing right away, even though it's still downloading the episode. So it's not quite actually streaming. It's kind of simulated streaming or it's downloading ahead of time. It doesn't adapt to your bandwidth or anything like that. It just downloads it as it can and starts playing just like on YouTube. Have you ever noticed when you get on YouTube and you're on a really fast connection, you press play and you see the, the light gray bar goes across the screen while your play little icon goes slower across the screen. Or maybe it's the other way around where the gray bar barely moves across the screen. So the play button catches up to it, stops, gray bar moves, play button moves, great, that kind of chasing thing on low bandwidth. That's essentially what you would see with byte range requests where it is giving the information so that you can start using it right away. Well, most media hosts support this and I might be getting that description wrong. So if I'm wrong, please go ahead and tell me in the comments over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 82. But it's very technical. You don't have to worry about it if you've got a good media host. If you don't have Libsyn or Blueberry as your media host, then ask them, do you support byte range requests? And link them to the new podcasting spec. Now, here are the newest changes from iTunes. And this came out just recently. They sent this email out As of May 18th, several changes. And the first most important one is that they have announced it this time, the larger podcast cover art 
recommendation. It's not a requirement. It's a recommendation. Just around that time in March, when the new iPad came out and they updated these specs originally, they updated the specs to, to recommend a 1200 by 1200 podcast cover art image. Now that kind of makes sense because that's 600 by 600 times four, the total resolution times four. So it's four times the previous size. Makes sense. Makes it easy for enhancing podcast cover art, makes it easy for calculations, all of that stuff. It's the same kind of logic they've applied when they made the new iPad with the Retina display and the iPhone 4 with the Retina display, is they quadrupled the pixels or they doubled it in both directions. So that ends up quadrupling it. That way, a single pixel now takes up four pixels. So it's, it's real easy math and it's real easy for developers and designers to adapt for this. So the move from 600 to 1200 made sense. But where it didn't make sense is the new iPad is actually the full resolution of the new iPad is 2048 by 1536. That means that the largest square you can display on an iPad, the new iPad, is 1536 by 1536. And that is how big podcast cover art displays on an iPad when it's playing and the iPad has been locked. So if I'm, I do this sometimes now because actually I'm, I've loaned my iPod to my wife. Uh, so my, my iPod is now a giant iPad. So I, I listen to podcasts sometimes through my iPad, not like walking through the store. But when I'm listening to a podcast, the iPad goes to its standby mode. The screen turns off. It locks by just the, the touch lock. So it has the slide to unlock thing. When it has that on the screen, slide to unlock, it will display podcast cover art full screen, displaying it at 1536 by 1536. So even if you have 1200 by 1200 artwork, it is blowing it up to 1536 by 1536. I thought, eh, okay, that's, that's a little odd, but the, the change to 1200 by 1200 makes sense. Well, guess what? It's no longer 1200 by 1200 which really throws a lot of things off because I've designed all of my podcast cover art at 1200 by 1200. I have considered things at 1200 by 1200 thinking it wouldn't go above there. iTunes changed it to say 1400 by 1400. Now this is what they announced. They never announced 1200 by 1200. It was silently changed to 1200. Now it's 1400 and they've announced it this way. The number 1400 makes even less sense because it's not just a straight doubling in each direction of the 600 by 600. And 1400 is still not big enough to display fully on the iPad at full resolution. It will still be stretched a little bit. My theory is maybe on the iPad, the new operating system like iOS 6 that they'll probably release later this year, 2012. Maybe it will change how podcast cover art displays so that it will display at 1400 by 1400. And there are a lot of rumors connected to this about Apple TV. The main thing you need to know is get your podcast cover art designed at least 1400 by 1400. This is not a requirement, though, for your podcast to be in iTunes. This is a requirement if you want your podcast featured in any way. In iTunes, from the way that I, Apple describes this in their specs, 
it sounds like any kind of featuring means you need to be having your cover art at 1400 by 1400. So this is possibly even the new and noteworthy section, especially if iTunes ever wants to feature you in a certain other category. Now, this doesn't affect your rankings or your appearance in the top 10 or anything like that. But if iTunes wants to feature you in any way, then you have to have your cover art at 1400 by 1400. So if you hire me to design cover art for you, then I do design it at this. And some of my more recent clients that I gave them cover art at 1200 by 1200, I'll be updating this for free. Previous clients that got cover art at 600 by 600 and at the lower price, I will offer an upgrade fee. If you're interested in that, go ahead and email me. Just email feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com and I'll let you know what it would cost to upgrade your podcast cover art if you want it. It's not required. That's the main thing. You don't have to. If you never think you're ever going to be featured by iTunes, then you don't have to update your podcast cover art. If you want to be featured, you should update. Best tip, if you update your cover art, whenever you update it, whether you change how it looks or change the size, make sure the URL in your cover, in your feed, whether you use FeedBurner or PowerPress or wherever you're putting your URL for your cover art, make sure that changes. So either change your file name or change the URL in some way. If you upload your cover art through PowerPress on your WordPress site, this is pretty much automatic because when you upload it, it gets the path of the current date. So it's, it's a new URL. If you don't have a different URL when you update your cover art, iTunes will not change it because it won't recognize that anything is different. It'll see coverart.jpg is the same as it always has been, so it won't update it. But if you have coverart2.jpg, it'll update. That's the other thing. Make sure that your cover art is RGB. That's a color space issue. You probably don't have to worry about it. And it must be JPEG. Well, it doesn't have to be, but that's best recommended and most compatible is that it be jpeg.jpg, not jpeg, but .jpg. And that way it doesn't add much size to it. And if you update it even through other services, like in the chat room right now when I'm doing this live on Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Being Dad Podcast asked about what if I update it in Lipson. Same thing applies there. Wherever you link to your podcast cover art, that URL should change in some way, anyway. It should change however you can if you update your cover art. So just add a number to your file or change where your file is stored or uh, anything other than capitalization. But you can add a dash or a number or the resolution, whatever. That URL needs to change in some way wherever you have it linked and associated with your iTunes. So Lipson, PowerPress, FeedBurner, uh, whatever service you're using, that needs to change. So that's your cover art. And if you need to check out my, ser- or if you want to check out my services for designing podcast cover art, go to podcastcoverart.com. I'm currently booked for a little while on some design projects, but uh, I can definitely schedule you in and you can check out. I've recently posted some new podcast cover art over there and I'm wrapping up on a couple other projects and cool ones. And there's a little blood in one of them too, coming out. Check it out, podcastcoverart.com. Now, other things that iTunes has updated is they now support 1080p high definition video. 
previously the standard has kind of been 720p in iTunes. So now you can take full advantage of high definition by using 1080p. This means your podcast will look fantastic on the new iPad, which is actually a little bit bigger than 1080p. And your new your podcast in 1080p, this is just for video, but this will look great on a high definition screen as well, like that's being powered by Apple TV or whatever Apple might announce later this year of a new screen entertainment system. This will look great on it. But keep in mind how much more bandwidth and storage space will be required for 1080p video and decide whether it's really worth it for you to make that jump. If it is, iTunes supports it. Also, iTunes has updated the episode metadata. Now, this is something that I, in my geeky sense, am saying, finally, yes, thank you for doing this. Because previously, if you wanted to search engine optimize your podcast, make yourself findable in iTunes, you could only really focus on your overall information, like what you called your podcast, the tags you assigned to your podcast, and the description, not your individual episode tags, description, and title. Finally, iTunes is accounting for your individual episodes. So this is where all of that stuff that same kind of SEO principles that apply to blogging, like put in some good tags or the keywords, but don't go overboard, have a good title, have a good description and all of that, that now finally applies to help make yourself more findable inside of iTunes. If you are using PowerPress, you may or may not need to change anything. You won't have to change anything if you're already using tags inside of WordPress. So as you write a blog post inside of WordPress, you can add those little tags in there that are keywords. Think of it as keywords to describe your content. Like it might be the keyword is blogging or Audacity or Google Chrome or um, Macintosh or iPod or whatever your keywords are about content that you're sharing in that episode. If you put those inside of WordPress then PowerPress is smart enough to automatically pull your WordPress keywords into your individual episode metadata. If you want to override this and customize what keywords are added to your iTunes episode metadata, then you can go into the PowerPress settings, go to the basic settings tab, click click the little button that says show advanced iTunes settings, or it may already be showing those, and tell it to let you change your metadata for each episode. And you can put check marks on what metadata you want to have control over for every single episode. Otherwise, as you'll see in the parentheses in each of those points, it'll say that it defaults to your WordPress information. So if you're already populating your WordPress information, you don't have to do anything. If you haven't been, you should be. This is just common good SEO practices. Finally, applies inside of iTunes. I'm so happy for this. And I think you will be too, because this means that if you have a podcast that, let's just say it's the John Smith podcast. I don't recommend calling your podcast by your name, but especially if you're not famous, but we'll say that's what you call it, the John Smith podcast. But you always talk about uh, how to be productive in your 
uh, financial business. So John Smith podcast is nothing about that. The title, you can add some of that metadata to your podcast overall, but previously that hasn't helped too much. If there are all of these other podcasts that by their title say something like productivity and financial business, that's going to show up a lot higher than other things. So you could do, you could get around it in certain ways. Now you can add that metadata inside of individual episodes and that will help your whole podcast show up better in search results and be more findable. This is great for you. So add that metadata. And then also, speaking of tags and metadata, iTunes has added some new tags to the RSS spec, which what this means for you is new features. You don't really have to know about how to add these new tags, but you should know what they do and how this translates to new features for you. Again, as I'll explain more in detail in a moment, PowerPress 4 supports all of these already. This is awesome. So four main or three main features that iTunes has added two new tags. One is called is closed captioned. If you do a video podcast and you have closed captioning on it, this is a simple yes or no thing that you can indicate that the episode is closed captioned. I haven't seen this done in iTunes, but I think the way this would display is the same way that the clean and explicit tags display on individual episodes is that if you choose this, and this can be a, a feed wide or an individual specific uh, option for just certain episodes would be closed captioned and others aren't, or it can be your entire feed. But I think what would happen when you enable this is that those episodes that have this enabled would then display an extra little tag similar to the clean tag where it would say probably CC. Now, I like I said, I haven't seen this, but that's my guess is what it would display. It makes sense. That's how they would display it because that way people could easily see that it's closed captioned because this is a simple yes or no thing. You're not setting any options. You're just saying it is or it isn't. Then there's this other option that's pretty cool. It's the order tag. This means that you can now set an order for your podcast episodes inside of iTunes. So if you want, uh, well, the default way that iTunes works is it will download the most recent episode of a podcast. And then other people can customize it though, so it downloads all of the episodes or just the most recent, so many new episodes or whatever. But it will download the most recent episode by default. And that's also where it displays topmost in your iTunes directory listing is the most recent episode. This order tag allows you to go through your episodes and change their display order. So if let's take a a small example here. Maybe you do a podcast, which is a five episode podcast, and that's all you plan for it to ever be is five episodes. And we're going to come back to this for the next idea. So we'll, we'll say this will be the, the five tips to better business. So each tip has its own episode, and that's all you're going to ever do. Instead of making it so that when someone subscribes, they get tip number five, you could change the order so that when someone subscribes, they get tip number one first, then they get tip two, then tip three, tip four, tip five, in that order. So even though you published in the order of one, two, three, four, five, iTunes by default would download in the order of five 
four, three, two, one, depending on the client's settings, but it would always download five first by default. So if you wanted to change it so it downloads one first instead, then you can use this new order tag or go through this in PowerPress and enable this feature. It will be in the basic settings under advanced iTunes settings. You can enable this so that you can per episode change the order of your episodes. And if you want to do this for, uh, for a podcast that has a whole lot of episodes, it's really easy. You don't have to keep going through and changing all of the ordered numbers because remember, by default, iTunes will put the most recent first. So the way this works is number one gets downloaded first. Number two gets downloaded next and so on. So if you want your oldest episode to download first, you assign that as one and you never have to change it. And your newest episode, you just make a sequential number. If you want to force iTunes to do it the other way so that it downloads newest episode to oldest episode, then you have to know how many episodes you're going to release and number the order that way, which is difficult, but also quite unnecessary because iTunes by default downloads the most recent. Now there's something cool that PowerPress does with this order feature. I'll get to that in a minute. Then the last tag that I'll mention that iTunes has added is a new tag called complete. This is great for if you decide to stop podcasting, you've completed a series, then this tells iTunes that it's done. It's finished to stop trying to download new episodes, but to not remove you from the podcast directory or, or not consider that you're on hiatus or that you pod faded, but that you intentionally stopped. So remember our idea for the five business tips podcast where each tip is a single episode and after that you stop? Well, what you could do is after you release your five tips, your five episodes, then you turn on this complete tag So iTunes will then know this is your completed podcast. You are done with this series. No more episodes, but keep the podcast here. Keep it searchable. Keep it current. Just don't look for any new episodes. And then that stays in the directory. And it makes it really easy for people to still find you. And you don't have to worry about disappearing because iTunes will know you have intentionally completed this, but you want it to remain there. Now, To enable this in PowerPress, right now, this does mean that you have to edit your wp-config.php file. That can be a little tricky and a little risky at times. So read the documentation about it before you try or else hire someone to do it for you. Or I could do it for you if you want. It's really simple. It doesn't take much time, but it can also be risky. But you do have to make one little change in order to enable this. The other thing that I've noticed looking through the entire page of the new making a podcast page, that's what this page is called in iTunes where they have all the specs and a lot of really useful instructions, tips, and explanations on this page. So I highly recommend that you go and check it out there. Yes, there will be a lot of things that will be probably over your head as they'll talk about certain RSS tags and stuff, but still I highly recommend reading it because there is a lot of useful information in here. Like, remember the whole debate over what happens? Does iTunes automatically unsubscribe people from your podcast or the terminology there? And I 
talked about that. That was also in, I believe, in episode 32, when I said, no, iTunes does not really unsubscribe people. It's more like pausing their subscription. So as soon as they replay an episode or as soon as they reactivate the feed just by playing an episode, then they become subscribed again. So it was kind of a language issue. But iTunes on this page explains this really well in their making a podcast page, and they have the full specs on here. There's a lot of really useful information in here, like more information about their recommendation for 1400 by 1400 podcast cover art. There's some stuff about what should or shouldn't be in your podcast cover art and other things that if you want to look good in iTunes and stay in iTunes, then this is something that you need to look into and understand these things. So I highly recommend that you read all of it so that you can understand what is going on in iTunes and learn more about it. And some of this stuff is written really easy to understand. So it's really cool. I don't know how much of it has been updated. Some of it doesn't look familiar, so I think they've updated it. But still, it's a lot of really useful information. Now, one other place I recommend going to learn more about these changes in iTunes is over at the Blueberry blog. And I'll have a link to this in the podcast show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 32. They have a post over there called iTunes Podcasting Specifications Change May 2012, what this means for podcasting. So check that out in the show notes is the links over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 82. Now, speaking of the guys at Blueberry, they have been hard at work and released PowerPress 4.0, a jump from 3. something to 4.0. This is the best podcasting plugin for WordPress. And just to show, well, you should realize how on top of podcasting these guys are, that they supported this stuff and they were implementing these new iTunes features into PowerPress before these features were even available. So that as soon as PowerPress 4.0 launched, it supported these features right away. So it's really awesome of them doing this. And there are more and more things about PowerPress that makes using FeedBurner's SmartCast feature totally unnecessary. Now, I still think using FeedBurner is good, but I don't like FeedBurner's SmartCast feature anymore because I think a lot of that can be done better with PowerPress 4.0, especially taking advantage of these cool features. So several awesome features of PowerPress 4.0 is that all of these tags and things about iTunes that I've mentioned, PowerPress 4.0 supports all of them right away. It is cool that they have jumped on and added all of these new things. And you can see these in the advanced iTunes settings in PowerPress under the basic settings tab. But also, they've taken advantage of this order feature. Remember how you can reorder your episodes, you can force a certain order. And they've added a new feature in PowerPress that they call Featured Episode, where it will allow you to set a particular episode to be featured above all of the others. This is the same thing as changing the order, but in just a more understandable way. So if you have a podcast that you have an introduction episode that's really important for people to hear before they hear anything else in the podcast, now, if you do that, please keep that introduction episode short because you want people to hear your actual podcast content as early as possible. 
but your introduction episode could be that featured episode so that when people subscribe, they get that episode first. So then they could hear, oh, that's, that's what this podcast is about. And the next episode about that is, boom, your most recent episode. That's how this could work. And it's really cool that they're taking advantage of this. So some ways that you could do this are, like I said, you could do a, an introduction episode, or maybe you have a most important episode ever. And that is what you want to push out there as people need to hear this first before they hear anything else. Maybe it's where something very big or important changed or, or whatever. Or you could use this to introduce a particular series that you are currently on. So if you have seasons to your podcast, you could have a season introduction and that could be your featured episode. There are lots of ways that you could use this. And then if you are a web designer or just know your way around with CSS, which CSS is the web programming language that makes a website look the way it does. PowerPress has now added support for the VideoJS player. VideoJS is a new kind of video player and you add this as an extra plugin to PowerPress or to WordPress and then PowerPress automatically realizes you have it and it offers this as a new option for your video player. This only applies if you have a video podcast. So when you're using VideoJS, you can then style it completely from your own CSS if you are a web designer and just know your way around CSS. So you can just add a simple class, like you could say podcast video player is your class, and then you can style that in your own CSS stuff if you do a video podcast. So you can make the video player look exactly how you want it to look, the exact colors, the exact position and player controls and all of that, full control through your CSS. And I really like this, even though I'm not a video podcaster, it makes it really cool of something I could do if I really wanted to customize how my video player looked. And then the last major feature that they added to PowerPress 4.0 is at this time a little bit buggy, but they're working on fixing it very quickly. It's called the Feed Episode Maximizer. Here's the problem. If you have, let's say, more than 30 podcast episodes, then you might run into a problem where your RSS feed gets too big. That is more than 512 kilobytes. That's half a megabyte. I don't recommend that you let it get that big at all. I'd say keep it even smaller than that. But that's the hard limit where things will stop working and like FeedBurner gives you an error if it's any bigger than that. But if you've got more than 30 podcast episodes in your feed, this might become a problem because... If you have thorough show notes and lots of links and all of this stuff, that's all inside your RSS feed, most likely. And that's making your RSS feed even bigger. So the way this feed episode maximizer works is that it will maintain all of that extra information for your most recent 10 episodes. Episodes older than that will have this all of this extra, almost extraneous information condensed into just the bare minimums that you need for that podcast to be available on iTunes. So just practically speaking, we'll say that each new episode takes, uh, I'll just throw out a number there, it takes 10 kilobytes for each new episode uh, in your RSS feed. So of that 512 limit, we'll, we'll pretend each new episode is taking 10 kilobytes. 
So your your top 10 episodes will take 10 kilobytes. That's 100 kilobytes. And then maybe your extra 50 or 500 or however many episodes then are truncated down to just the information necessary for iTunes, and they each take one kilobyte. So that means you're, you're we'll say you have 50 extra podcast episodes. So 60 in total, 10 get 10 kilobytes each, 50 get one kilobyte. That means for 60 episodes, your feed is only 150 kilobytes. So it's a great way to save on space in your RSS feed for those older episodes where keeping all of that extra information is not quite as necessary as it is for the newest episodes. Now, like I said, a little bit buggy right now, but they're going to fix this very soon and working on the fix right now. So probably by the time you're hearing this, it might be fixed already. So you can read more about the new features in PowerPress 4.0 and how to take advantage of these things, again, over in the Blueberry blog. And I'll have a link to this in the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 82. This is my last episode before I go to Blog World New York City. I will probably still release an episode while I'm at Blog World or actually probably not. I'll take a break. I'll still be on a trip the week after that. So I'll have a pre-recorded episode. So what this means, uh, two things. You're not, you can expect to not receive an episode on Monday, June 4th, and there won't be a live episode again until Monday, June 18th. So that will be the next time that I'll record a live episode. I do these episodes live over at noodle.mx every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's GMT minus four. And I'd love to have you join me for those. We've got a few people in the chat room right now, like Being Dad Podcast and for Georgian and McPhillips and several anonymous people over there. And really appreciate you guys showing up for the live podcast. So you can be a part of that and ask some of these questions while I'm recording. Like Being Dad Podcast did ask the question about Libsyn while I was recording. And great question. I'm glad he asked it. So no live episodes until Monday, January 18th. The same thing will probably apply to my other podcasts. If you listen to the other podcasts in Noodle Mix Network, is probably no live episodes uh, from this week until uh, that week as well. And because I'm going to be at Blog World, if you haven't registered for Blog World, you can still get the virtual ticket, you can still get a regular ticket, and you can still save 10% by using my promo code PODLEWIS10. That's P-O-D-L-E-W-I-S-1-0. Go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash blogworld. That's my affiliate link for your registration at Blogworld. And use the promo code PODLEWIS10. Use the, if you can't make it, you can still get the virtual ticket, which means you can download all of the sessions and listen to them or watch them later or as soon as they're available. I don't think there's any live streaming involved, but I know some people will be live streaming from the event. I might try to live stream from the event as well. And lastly, I will be catching up with my daily podcasting photos blog series. I'd scheduled a bunch of posts to go out. Those ran out and I forgot I was doing the series. So a little tip, if you decide to do a daily series, remember to do a daily series. So you can still check that out and I will be updating that and catching up with that very quickly over at theaudacitypodcast.com. And each of these daily photos has some kind of tip in it too that you may find something uh, useful, equipment or software recommendation, free or paid 
or just some kind of tip or idea that uh, might be something that you'll learn. Please check out the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 82 and follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. If you'd like to discuss this episode, please leave a comment in the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 82. And you can send me feedback and questions for future episodes by emailing written or recorded feedback to feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com or go to theaudacitypodcast.com and click on the send a voice message tab and record that straight from your computer right on the website. You can also call in with the phone to 903-231-2221 and leave a message there. Be sure to check out the other episodes over at theaudacitypodcast.com. And if you could, I'd love a rating and review, written review in iTunes. Go to theaudacitypodcast.com and click the iTunes button or just jump to theaudacitypodcast.com slash iTunes. As you can tell, everything you need over at theaudacitypodcast.com. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Follow me at The Ramen Noodle. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mixed Network. Find more of our podcasts like Clean Comedy, Once Upon a Time, and more over at noodle.mx. And the Audacity to Podcast is also a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcast.com. And they're all family-friendly technology podcasts. And I really enjoy that. And I hope you do too. And some awesome content, video and audio podcasts over there. Check it out at techpodcast.com.